What's up, everybody? Another episode of Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars. I am Aaron. And this is Mark. Mark, how excited are you for this show? I'm totally fucking excited. I would have been excited like all week on this one. Me too. So to tell everybody who we're having on this week, which everybody should know because you spilled the beans last week. I did. I'm a bean spiller. We are smoking the Mike G Super Connecticut. You sure it's not Nick G? I'm pretty sure because you're the one that fucked that up, not me. (laughs) I did. But your fuck up is good for everybody else, and you'll find out why shortly. Sweet. But this week we have the man himself who is who has made, honestly, my favorite Connecticut cigar to get me back into Connecticut's. Yeah. We have Mr. Mike G himself tonight. How are you doing, my man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Oh, man. We are, yeah, we're excited. This is a, a show we've been really excited for and giddy and just, yep. yeah, it's uh, like, no, seriously, like when I say like this cigar has got me back onto Connecticut's, I've yep. said it a few times on past shows. I'm not a Connecticut guy. I'm a full-fledged, full-octane, punch-me-in-the-throat kind of thing. This cigar is turning me, has turned me back on to Connecticut's. The, the goal of when I wanted to make the Super Connecticut, you know, a lot of the cigars that I would people would give me that were like the lighter flavor, I just wasn't a fan of. It just tasted like smoke. And I initially wanted to release my Habano and my Maduro before I even went with Connecticut. But um, because I wasn't able to go down to Nicaragua to blend those, I had this one. It took about a year to find a good blend that I really enjoyed. And uh, I decided to release it first because unlike the other, you know, lighter sticks and stuff, this one actually had a flavor to it and was actually tasted like something. You know, I had a little bit of spice. It was creamy. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it just, I didn't want to have just a boring Connecticut. And, you know, as a guy that, like you guys, I like the heavier cigars. I mean, I love the, you know, a Padron 1964 is one of my favorite blends. And I like the heavier, the spicier sticks. So, you know, oh, yeah. as for, you know, Connecticut, something lighter, I wanted something that's not going to be boring. <laughs> no, I think, and I, I think, you know, the funny part is a really good Connecticut to me, I was, was talking to somebody online about this the other day, a really good flavorful Connecticut is so rare nowadays. There's so many, as you say, just smoke Connecticut's. And I think that's, yeah. that's such a good description of them that when you find one that's not, it's so rare that when I find it, you just go, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I, that's why I've said, this is awesome because, um, a good flavorful Connecticut is pretty damn special. Yeah. And that's why I love this cigar. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's how I found out about it. it just, I was, I've seen all your posts on Instagram and everything like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. And then like a month gone by and I kept seeing the pictures. I'm like, I just need to try them out. Just, yeah. just give them a try. So I got, I got a pack and I, I smoked it. And like that day I smoked it, I texted you through Instagram. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. like this, this thing is so good. Like this is not what I was expecting, yeah. you know, and th- and I gave one to Mark like the next day. I was like, fucking try this. Yeah. I was like, you need to try this because you're the same way with when it comes to Connecticut. Yeah. Because I've had too many that just smoke like air or just yeah. like yeah. a butter stick. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But like I, I want some stuff, substance. I want a little... Yep. A little flavor in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just one of those things that we had, uh, uh, you know, the guys over at uh, Victor Calvo Cigars and uh, his brother uh, Guillermo is the ones that really introduced me to this, you know, their, their blends that they had. And they worked with me to get something that was 
really special. You know, like the the wrapper itself is is uh, is aged uh, for five years, and then the the uh, the binders and the fillers three years. And you know, you, you know, we're getting it. You know, it's, it's actual U.S. shade grown kinetic leaf, and um, you know, the binders from Ecuador and the fillers are a little bit of Dominican and Nicaragua. So it's a weird little blend for Connecticut, but it's something that. Um, I have a friend, and um, he's new to cigars, and every time I give him a stick to smoke, it's usually Connecticut because he smokes lighter sticks. What I didn't want mine to go is his review. Every time I ask him, How, how's the cigar? It tastes like cedar. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want mine to be... I, I just... I never wanted mine to be like, how's your cigar taste like cedar? You know, I, I, it needed to be something, so... Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more than cedar. It, it, you know, the funny part is... <laughs> I've had, you know, I gave one to Josh the other day. He's our third wheel on reviews and he, he described it as, Oh, look Mm -hmm. at that dirty Connecticut Mm -hmm. looking. There's a lot of substance in the, in the binder and the, in the filler. Um, and that, that's definitely true. Now I, I don't want to represent this as, as this is a, is a heavy cigar. This is still, still light, but it's complex and it has a lot of different flavors. So, yeah, I mean the strength wise, it's definitely mild, but you just, but you just get good. yeah the flavor off of it. I mean, yeah. it helps when you have you know an Ecuadorian binder with a Nicaraguan filler. I mean, yeah. I mean everybody Nicaraguan has come leaps and bounds so far yeah. over now. I mean Nicaraguan is my favorite origin of of tobacco. Sure, but this has just like this has a little bit of a nugget of for like everybody. You know the yeah. U.S. shade grown Connecticut, like you said, uh, Ecuadorian yeah. binder, Dominican. And Nicaraguan filler. I mean, yeah, it's good. Holds an ash like nothing else. I yeah, mean, it's got it a does. good solid ash. Um, yeah, so I'm totally happy with the cigar. I'm so glad that you you know you make them, and we'll get into that of how you got into yeah. that more often. But uh, but you know, cigar wise, you know, how long have you been a, a, a cigar smoker? Man, I had my first cigar. I moved to uh, from Oregon to Los Angeles in 2003 and uh, arrived uh, Cinco de Mayo morning. And uh, that afternoon, I partied with uh, my cousins. And one of my cousins, he was a big-time cigar smoker, you know, claimed to be. He was more one of those cigar nerds where yeah. everything was about brand as opposed to uh, – uh, actual flavor. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I, I smoked my first. I, I smoked my first cigar. He, I had a, a Padron Six Thousand. Maduro was my first stick. Okay, nice, nice. And uh, and and that was. Uh, it, it, but you know, one, I laugh now because he had a bunch of Cubans and a lot of expensive cigars. I think he gave that to me because a, it was my very first cigar. B, very heavy, so I probably want to ask for one again. And three is the cheapest one he had in his in his humidor. <laughs> You're not getting any of these. Yeah. These are these are not but, good for you. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I, lo- but, I love but the thousand on him because you know after getting used to the yeah once once I got used to that um you know everything else I could taste you know smoke any other cigars and actually appreciate the flavor you know it's, it's yeah. going heavy up at the beginning so yeah. This, you're right. The thousand and, um, series, the six thousand, yeah, so, is I mean, a good cigar. Yeah, it's really good. I, my favorite is the uh, seven thousand because it takes a little bit of the bite off because of the size and the girth on it. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's one of my favorite like daily smokers. You know, just yeah. to have around. You know, I always go for the seven thousand. You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's they're solid sticks. I mean, so. yeah. 
I, I've always said that 7,000 line has the best draw of any cigar I've, I've ever had, I think. And I, and I don't, yeah. I don't smoke big cigars that often, yeah. but that's one of the, like maybe two or yeah. three bigger gauge cigars that I'll actually smoke and enjoy. One of the things I compare your cigar to I've never to had is, a clogged one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your cigar smokes a lot like the Padron from the draw point of view. It is a very um, comfortable draw. Uh, one of the things I love about Padrones yeah. is you never have to fight the draw on a Padron. Mm-hmm. You never, never have to fight. I've, I've smoked at least two Padrones, yeah. you know, th- hundreds of Padrones. Yeah. And you never fight the draw. And, yeah. and your draw is very, it's not overly easy, It's it, but it's just, you never have to fight it. It's just comfortable draw. Yeah. I like that in a cigar. Some dr- cigars you have to work you know, at drawing, was, yeah. and I just don't like that. No, that was one of the things I, I worked with the, with the rollers is that I, uh, you know, because the, I, you know, I'm coming from a, from a retailer standpoint, you know, working in the cigar lounge, you know, for, for over three years. And I see what people buy as opposed to being an actual farmer that knows the pH levels of the soils and all that. I'm coming from what people enjoy. And I know, you know, see, walking people in the humidor, you know, matching them with their palates. I see what the flavors that people actually like or the type of cigars. And we had a lot of people coming in with, you know, hand rolled cigars and stuff. And that was one of the things is that um, when, when I wanted, made my cigar, I didn't want it too tight and also too loose. Some of these bigger cigars that are hand rolled, it's the draws just, it's, it's the tobacco inside is too loose. And then yep. some of the, like a lot of the Cubans is just too tight. Yep. So it needed to have that nice, even flow that's consistent with every stick. And, and that way, you know, that was my biggest thing. Nope. It's, it's got a nice, it, and you're right. There's the balance, right? You don't want it to be no. too tight, um, but you don't want it to be too loose. And there's some of those, especially on some of the cheaper cigars where it feels like it's if burning. you suck too hard, you're going to get some, 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 some yeah, burning you'll, cigar yeah, down you'll, your you'll throat. Burn, you'll get, you'll get the cherry down your throat. Right. But this is, it, so it's yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even even you, the re, the retro hail on yours, I I, I like like uh, I like a cigar with like some funk and a little bit of stank, and you get that with yours. It reminds me of um, the the Zeno Platinum, the uh, the the our our house blend that we have, the uh, the exclusive series, yeah, because it has that you know that, that that yeah. avo kind of just that funky that you get with like the Dominican. It might be a little bit of that I'm getting, but I like that. Does have some similar notes. That uh, that's a nice comparison. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. that. That's what I get a lot of. I really things. like that cigar too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you've had one of those uh, shop exclusives that Davidoff has ten shops every year. They make a fancy box with a with a city painting on it. We got one for Little Rock that mm-hmm. had it. Um, Vegas has one. Um, I know several cities do. Um, and it, oh, wow. it was it was a yeah. it was an exclusive Davidoff, and it was a really good cigar. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I still have several. What's a, what's a Zeno home. Zeno Platinum? Zeno Platinum. So yeah, technically, a Davidoff. I like the Zeno Platinum. Those are really good sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And this and it does actually have a it does has Boy, that that's, has that that's yeah. what that's what I'm getting a lot of. So yeah, that's, that's a, an, that's, 
That's a that's a nice comparison, but it does have a yeah, it's a real nice. I take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, because that's a really solid stick. <laughs> There's a lot am of I, am I, am I pray, and the cost of my cigars are nowhere even close to what the cigars right. in the Zenith. Yes, that is that is actually true. Um, that is true. Um, although yeah, they had, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The the those were nice. Um, um, but they had the, it has that similar. Um, funk in there yeah it does yep yep i i do i did my one retro helper cigar and now i'm gonna have to cough for five <laughs> I, I, was, minutes. I, saw, I saw you choking over there. <laughs> you, you got it you got it though so it's well while, while you're still you, cleaning that up uh so what uh and you guys will you guys will see with with the when my the rest of my line comes out we um i'm right now in the middle middle of the process of uh blending my maduro and stuff like oh. i don't want everyone to go too harsh or too light on stuff. I, it's always about the flavor and yeah. the way uh, the everything works with each other. And I like that sweet spot when you're halfway through the cigar, that's where I really want to like hit hard to where, um, you know, you're enjoying that, cr- that creamy, that, that, that it's sort of like a, like one of my favorite cigars is the, uh, is, is the, uh, is the one, four, six Placencia. And oh, nice. I, I don't know if you guys like that, but, and you get that it has Placenti does really well with their sweet spots in, yeah. in their middle that I call it the zone. And then that's where I would like to have all my sticks have that zone to where, you know, you start off a little bit, you know, strong in the beginning, but then it just mellows to a smooth vibe to where you're just enjoying the actual flavor of the, of, of it all coming together. Yeah. yeah so sort of like, sort of like a, like a like a song <laughs> yeah. yeah no definitely i mean if this is if you can do this with a connecticut i can't wait to see what yeah. you can do with a with a maduro because that's yeah the second the second come out right you gotta now, they, oh yeah we, we um we're we're on our second second blending right now because because i'm unable to go to nicaragua yeah i they gave they gave me a bunch of different sample leaves to try i send them back telling them sort of what the palette i'm looking for then they send me like about you know, a bunch of samples of different blends and they're all numbered and, and, uh, I smoke those, test them out. And then I give them back, say which ones I like, send those back with additional notes. So we're right now, like on our third uh, process right now, going back and forth. And, uh, once I get it to where I'm happy and proud of it, that's, uh, that's what I, that we'll be ready to roll out. So I'm hoping probably like around November, we should be ready to go with the Maduro right before Christmas. Nice. So when you're, when you're, uh, creating the blend for the Maduro, are you looking for something more like you like 100% or are you looking for more something like what you think everybody would like and not so much your palate 100%, but just kind of like the, the general population, like this would sell well, you know, everybody would like it for Maduro or, or what's your, uh, what's your reasoning on that? So like what I did with the Connecticut was, um, I didn't want to be like, uh, you know, some blenders will like, this is my flavor. I like this. And this is what you should like. This is what makes a cigar. Okay. And, you know, because, because Hey, I want to sell my cigars. You know, if you have the best tasting cigar, but you know what a cigar should taste like, but nobody likes it, yeah. then, you know, well, what's the point of making something that nobody's enjoying your creation? So, um, a lot of that does go into, but also too, I know what I enjoy and, I would never want to make a cigar that I myself wouldn't want to smoke. So it's that fine balance. So I, I, I do use notes that I like, like, you know, when it comes to Maduro, I really like the dark fruits. I really like uh, the, uh, the spice. 
I'm not a big flavor. Of, like when it comes to like those coffee undertones and stuff, I'm not a big fan of that. I really like the the uh, the, the the nutty uh, undertone. So I'm going to be looking more for that. But yet, it, I don't want it so overbearing that it turns off people that may not like those specific notes. Yeah. At mm. the same time, it can't be underwhelming to where they're just smoking, you know, something that they don't like. You know, I've had a lot of Maduros that I've smoked and it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's like a one note cigar and it's just, yeah. it's, it's not enjoyable either. So uh, that's why like the way I'm blending it, it's, it's <laughs> I feel bad for uh, Guillermo and the guys down there in, in Nicaragua because I'll give them notes like, it's too peppery or it's too, it's too this, it's too that. And then they bring me something else. And I, I mean, like I said, this is the third time we've been going through the blendings and stuff, but it's just one of those things that when I taste it, I'll know it, you know, I'll know it when I taste it. And it's just, uh, well, one of those processes, but yeah, the the, the key is just not to be over too overbearing, you know? So yeah. Balance. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because I mean, like me, like I would love just a pepper bomb all the way through, like smoking a jalapeno, but not everybody's going to like that. And yeah. you know, if my job is to sell a good cigar, yeah, I might like it all the way, but not everybody else is. It's a very finite <laughs> group that's going to do that. Well, I mean, you know, you know, West Coast, well, Upper West Coast mm-hmm. beers, oh, when yeah. they first went craft brewing came out and everything was about hops, 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 and you just go... I love IPAs as much as the next guy, but the goal is not to have so much hops in there. It's not a hops contest. It's about a balanced IPA. And this is the problem I have with a lot of the super, super peppery cigars, right? It's about, it's about balance. It's about getting the notes so that I can get three or four notes in there and they play well together. And I think that that's what you're talking about right there. And that when you talk about being in the sweet spot or in the zone, that's what you're talking about. Everything plays well together and it, it settles into being, you know, in that, in that, you know, everything is in balance. And I, I could not agree more with that, that a good cigar is not one big, strong note. Let me jam on your head with, (laughs) with hops in my beer example, make my presence known. (laughs) Right. Let me, let me, let me pepper bomb you here. Um, and there are people who like that, but there's also people who like the super hoppy beer. Yeah, that's fine. But that, I mean, that's, that's a single note. That's really loud. It's like somebody playing a a horn in a band really loud. That's fine. That's not music, <laughs> but that's fine. If you like that, I'm not going to argue with you, but I think the you know, balance of the kick, zone. I don't want to kick people's, uh, yeah. I don't want to kick people's uh, flavor, you know, flavor in the nuts, you know, and just be overwhelming. I just, right. I just want to lightly tickle their balls with my, with my cigar. Exactly. Gently, gently caress <laughs> the balls. I think every guy yeah. in the world is knowing exactly what we're talking. Women, Women, it's a different instrument, but everybody knows that subtlety is. I mean, is, some except of us, for you, except some of for us you. here like a hard tug, you know? I'm just. Jeez. Oh, hey, we don't kink <laughs> shame on the show. We don't kink shame, but every most people like subtlety. I'm just saying most people yeah. who aren't named Aaron like subtlety. Well, but, I, I, can, I can vote. I can say for for both of us here, we can't wait to try that Maduro oh. and the Habano too. I um, when you yeah. when you subtly just slip that in initially, there's there's <laughs> an all chance I went. Oh, I'm working on two other things, and I'm just going. Holy shit! <laughs> Stop the presses for a second. Um, um, because if you can do this cigar, I, I think 
this is the hardest cigar to do. I think Connecticut done well is the hardest, which is why no one else can do it, or why very few people do this yeah. well. I mean, we, and we, I seriously, yeah. we've talked about. It. I don't think there's, I don't think there's more than five good Connecticut's. I would, I would, yeah, I wouldn't go above five at all. Yeah, at all. I mean, yeah, I think there's five. And I, well, I'm not going to name them. Nah. I'm going to name one. I, yeah, gonna, I, I can say which one is in, is on the list. I can, I can pick one out for sure. But yeah, this one is on the list. Yes. You've already said a few cigars that you like, like the Padron 7000 and the 6000 series. Yeah. What, are, what other cigars are in your, your daily rotation or weekly rotation? Like if I had to make like a quick like a five pack for the road, uh, it'd probably be, I like Oscar's uh, Superfly, the Maduro. Okay. Um, Good San Andreas. The, the Padron, or uh, the Padron 64, obviously. I also like the, uh, which is Imperial, is my favorite size mm. of the 64. My man. Maduro. Yeah. Um, I would also say uh, Placentia. I, I really I really like their uh, their 146, also their their Reserva, the uh, the organic one that they have. Okay. Um, Atabay, uh, they make a good, the Robusto size one. I forget what they call it. They came up with all the weird names, but it's... Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, I like the... Uh, the uh, My Father, uh, Promisa, another one. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are like my daily, my daily smokes that I would probably make you know, a, a pack out of most of the, the white band, uh, HR, uh, the uh, Robanya is a, the, the, the white band one is, is the one I really like too. So, I mean, that would probably be like my, 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 uh, road trip pack that I would have a little bit of everything. So that's yeah. cool. I'm going to, I, I'm going to steal that idea. What you just said, like a, a road trip five pack that's a great for idea. the next time we ask, have well, a guest on. Yeah. No, that's like, a great, so great yeah. I'm blatantly stealing what you just said. Just so just Interesting so you know enough. All right. Deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were to make a road pack, like Mike G does. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the road pack brought to you by Mike G. Yeah. Um, you know, the yeah. funny part is super pack. Yeah. The super pack. One of the cigars you listed on there is a cigar that Aaron and I disagree on because mm-hmm. Aaron loves the Atabe. I love the Atabe. That is one he that He agrees was... with you wholeheartedly. And I like the Atabe, but everybody had built it up so much by the time I smoked the Atabe and told me how simply it was a cream bomb and everybody loved it. You know, just they would like they were going to marry it. And by the time I smoked it, yeah. And by the time I smoked it, it was like, well, I would do dirty things to that. I know you described it several times to me and I just went, well, this is a really nice cigar. You know, in in all fairness, I probably wouldn't have been a fan of it if, if I hadn't gotten a free box and, and didn't know and, and, and just smoked it blindly without knowing what the price point was on those sticks. Yeah. Cause I, I, I gotten a free, I won some raffle that came with a big box. It came with that cool little, uh, the little travel tube humidor that it comes with. And I thought, yeah. Hey, this is really cool. I smoked the whole box. And when I went to go buy it, it was like, Oh, $35 down in LA for one cigar. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's $35 in a little rock too. Yeah. So that was, yeah. <laughs> so that's a big turnoff. I mean, is it worth 35 bucks? Ah, I mean, is it a good cigar? It's really good, but yeah. it's the same thing. Like I have a problem with Davidoff, you know, I'm not a, I stand alone a lot of times that I'm not a, a huge fan. I mean, I, I, you know, if somebody gave me one, I would smoke it, but it's very rare that I'll actually go and buy one just because the, uh, I can't justify the price point 
for for their cigar. Even though even though they have some really good like the anniversary ones and stuff like that that are, are really good, and the Nicaraguan yeah. ones that they came out with aren't bad. It's just yeah. you know I'm still just a regular blue collar guy working, so it's hard for you know me to just justify like I could buy three you know my father's for that price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I in my defense. So they were yeah. talking about how great it was, and I got it in a, in a in a monthly club pack, and I went and looked how much it was online because they were talking so much about it, and I was going to go buy a five pack, and a five pack was like a hundred eighty bucks, hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. and I went, <laughs> holy shit, and I actually said, so they're saying you should smoke this. This is a great smoke, and I said. I don't think that I want to smoke this because if I fall in love with this, I have a problem. Well, it's kind of like that Jay London we just smoked, <laughs> like that, that Jay London Lancero. Like I love that one, and it's twenty one bucks a pop, but it's like no fuck. It's like I can't. Oh, it's like I, having a cocaine habit. You yeah, know? Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Coke might be cheaper now, though. Right, I know. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> I don't like. Yes, <laughs> you you clammed up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No comment. Um, well, I mean, yes. That's why the whole medical dispensary thing with these people now. I don't know how they can afford to smoke marijuana because mm-hmm. when I was in college, you could get it like cheap. But now it's like I've walked into those places and you just go, "Holy shit, this stuff is outrageous." Well, because it's not dirt weed. It's well, I mean, it has. The, I suppose it's has powerful. The, has that purple crystals on it and it's everything. All fancy, I mean. But it's expensive as hell. <laughs> you got to pay for the packaging and taxes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to go to some trailer in the middle of nowhere with a guy named Bucky. Yeah, <laughs> but but nobody has a wizard shaped bong anymore. I mean, really, you lose all the ambiance. I know. The first one I walked into one of the first dispensaries was like an Apple store, and I went. Oh, they are super fancy. <laughs> me, I, I just got I walked done. in with the guy. Who, the guy who walked in with me like dealt drugs in college. I didn't. I'm, I'm not. You know, whatever. But and he went. He goes. This feels so wrong. And I said, "Weed's yeah. gone to the man. <laughs> it's gone to the man. The man is now dealing." And I said, "Well, there you go." Well, it's so, like I, I just got done doing some cabinets at a dispensary yeah. down here, and it's like fancy. You you would thought I was doing cabinets at a high end bar. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally, tons of money. Totally nuts how it is. Well, the um, I do love the five pack idea. That is a great way because it really and the Placencia. I'm starting to get into because they've started. One of the clubs we're in sh- has shipped a couple of those, and I've smoked them. Those are a really good cigar, and I, I just yeah, I don't. And so now I've written down the two you in my head that you've recommended yep. the 146 and the organic one so that I can try those. So the, the only one that I've had yeah. that I haven't well, liked the price, is the Fuego. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that it's, one either. It's the, too it's, floral for me. And some of their and some of the price points are, are pretty pricey. The 146 and the uh, organic are nice because you're looking still, depending what state you're in, you're looking about anywhere from like 11 to about maybe 15 bucks. Yeah. Whereas some of the other ones, they, they get... They get a little pricey. bit more pricier. So, yeah, because it wasn't, uh, I could be wrong, but it wasn't when my father came out, they were a little pricey. And then when they dropped their prices a little bit, yeah. they just blew up. Yeah, yeah. they just, I, at least in the, in the lounge I worked in, they just, we couldn't keep them in stock once once they got down to that, you know, that, that $13, $12 price range to yeah. 15 bucks. Um, they just, people loved them, you know. But when they were a little bit more, um, 
they didn't really sell quite as well as they did at that sweet spot. You know, that's why like with my sticks, I try to keep them about 12 bucks, you know, and, um, they're still trying to work on that. I think when we start doing bigger orders, I'll be able to bring it down a little bit more, but it's just really hard with the, uh, federal and state and uh, licensing and like just all the costs that I'm doing for just to get my sticks to the masses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the funny part is when we owned the shop in Springfield, cause I owned a cigar shop in Springfield, Illinois for a while. I was one of a, a couple of guys mm-hmm. and this, the sweet spot before S chip and a lot of the taxes used to be like $7 to $10. Now understand that Illinois at that point didn't have a lot of taxes <clears throat> and anything in that range would just go. But now after S chip and some of the other taxes, it it looks like to me it's somewhere around is it like eleven to fourteen maybe? Or is it is it ten to fourteen? It looks like that's the slot. Yeah. As I use a fishing yeah. term. That, that sweet that, that, sweet, that spot. sweet slot yeah. um where if you're in that price range, that's where a majority of the cigars, that's where the high volume <clears throat> cigars are. And I was trying yeah. to explain that to somebody. If you're above that it, it just, you'll get sales. And if you've got a really good cigar, it's like the Padrones. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Padrones that are above that and they move. Yeah. Okay. But there's just not going to be a high volume up there. If you're below that, it's ironic. You could price yourself out of it. Just like the brick house. It's right. like people don't smoke. There's it because not a lot the, of high volume. Yeah. $6 cigars. People go in there and they just and they, won't and they, buy them. And they think of it as cheap. Yeah. 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 Um, what I'm saying is like, you, you don't want to have them too, too priced low. Cause then, you know, people wind up not, uh, re- respecting them. Like I, I, somebody gave me, um, one of the Alex Bradley's uh, American, the sun grown. Yep. And, and uh, he picked it up in California with her taxes for six bucks. Yep. Whoa. And, and I asked him, he goes, yeah, it was only six bucks. And I looked at him like, I don't want to smoke it. Right. Cause automatically I'm like, that's garbage. I mean, I don't want it. I ain't going to smoke a $6 cigar. Right. And I'm telling you for, for what it was, it was really good, and right. it, it it made me uh not be it reminded me not to be a cigar snob that you know yep. not everything has to be twenty dollars you know or yeah. you know so. <laughs> no, but I'm, those of us who I mean the three of us are industry guys, so we think about that, mm-hmm. and we're willing to try to be out of that that slot. But there's a lot of guys who aren't going to smoke a ton who mm-hmm. won't ever get out of that that that, that, that window, yeah, right. So that window is just it, it's just a weird thing, right? Yep. And it's just it's just one of those things when you you know you've been in retail for a while now, Mike and Aaron's been in it, and I. It's just one of those things that you note that most of the cigars that move are in that area. And and listen, most of the cigars that are below $10 are cheap cigars. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's there's value down there. You can certainly go down there. And I think the Brick House is one of those. Yeah. Because it's just a well-made cigar that happens to be... Sub-7. Sub-7. Sub yeah. But there's not a lot of cigars no. that are in that range that are very good. But there's a few. They, I mean, they're they're the big dog of the... Sub 10 of the sub, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, there's not a lot of, right. you know, you don't want to be associated with a, with, <laughs> well, you're, with those cheap ones, <laughs> right. right? those peasants down there at yeah. six bucks a stick. Right. Right. On the other hand, if I'm fishing, bank fishing. <laughs> yeah. You got yard, yard cigars yeah. or whatever you call them. Yeah. I'm not certainly smoking a, a Padron 50th on the, on the side of a river um, while I'm tossing lines in the water. Yeah, but we know a few people that would. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not that good of a fisherman where I'm comfortable <laughs> how I'm likely to end up in the river, let alone my cigar. 
right. So one of the last cigar questions we got for you is we ask all of our guests, um, what's your most memorable or most memorable moment with a cigar or your most memorable, memorable cigar that you've had? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I wish I would have read the questions to uh, have a better answer. To them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you sent them to me, but um, that would probably, um, I'd probably have to say just, uh, you know, for, for the, uh, sorry if it sounds a little self-promoting, but um, I probably have to say when, when I, when I finally got the, the final blend of the Super Connecticut before it was out last year, I had a panel of, like about 20 different guys. Uh, a lot of them were cigar shop owners and stuff. And one of them is uh, my good friend, uh, M- uh, Maurice uh, Mo. He uh, owns a, a place called uh, Havana Cigars up in Studio City. And he was one of the biggest like critics of any blend I would bring him. I said, well, try this one out for me. And he was kind enough to try one. But when I gave him that blend that I was really happy with, and a lot of other people were, were happy with it too, and they liked it, I gave it to him and all I got was a text back from him of him smoking it in his mouth, like down to like maybe a couple inches. And it's just him with a thumbs up, just a picture. And then he just simply <laughs> writes, he simply writes, this one's good. That's, that's no, that's, that's a great one. That's yeah. a great answer. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, and, I'd, uh, be, I'd be hard not to be the right, that would be hard not to be a meaningful cigar for you. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 it meant a lot because you know he was, he's been a mentor and, and and helping me get you know my lounge going and and uh, you know there's there's been you know everyone in the cigar industry has been friendly and nice but you know uh, Mo from Havana Cigars has, has really gone the extra mile and, and helped me at the very beginning when this was just uh, was just talk to try to get it out because you know I just started you know I had a social media page and you know I would do goofy stuff with cigars and I was working at a cigar lounge but. You know, people would ask me, when are you going to do your cigars? And I thought it was, you know, it's always been a pipe dream. I can't, you know, I couldn't do it. And, you know, he was one of the ones that helped me maneuver with the licensing and stuff. And also Guillermo and his brother Victor over uh, Victor Kevel Cigars, they they went above and beyond to just accommodate me with, with, you know, because, you know, I'm just a regular dude with not a lot of money. And the fact that they saw something in me and helped me to, start something and give me the tools needed to grow it. It, 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 it it's really nice to them. And, uh, you know, I just got nothing but love for, for both those guys, you know? So, um, so I, I guess that's why it means a lot because both of those guys have helped me to at least get my first cigar up and running and it's been doing pretty good successfully with it. And, you know, I just hope to keep growing, you know, baby steps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long, how long have you been selling these or how long have, have you been having the, uh, the, the super Connecticut's? So the Super Connecticut came out um, uh, on our anniversary, which is also my birthday. It's November 23rd is when I released the Super Connecticut. And a year before that, we uh, we released the, uh, uh, I had the, uh, I think they're Mike G exclusives, which were a Habano wrap. And they came out uh, 2019 uh, of, the, of, uh, of November 23rd, my birthday. So actually these came out, the Super Connecticut came out, uh, right before COVID, actually. Okay. Wow. So we were, yeah, we were a month before, but the company we launched on November 23rd on my birthday, and I had the exclusive cigars, and we were it was a it was a Corona size Habano, which I really loved. They were great cigars. They were uh, rolled by uh, Alejandro Gonzalez. He's a 
uh, a, a Cuban uh, roller that uh, he's famous for doing uh, Michael Jordan's mm. double Lancero cigars that you see in photos and stuff. Okay. And uh, he had he, he had a cigar line called AG Cigars, and um, they uh, he rolled me some Corona size sticks to sell, but I don't uh, when I was selling them. Uh, he he wasn't aware that I was going to be selling them with my band on them because I bought them just plain with nothing on there. And there was a mix up of the communication, but he was nice enough to contact me because he had a partner in LA that sold me the cigars. And somehow he found out that I had the sticks because people actually really liked them a lot. And uh, he was nice enough to say, you know, I, I wasn't aware that you were selling my cigar line, but, you know, I don't mind if you want to do a double banding. And uh, I might revisit that later. Um, but I just wanted to do the Connecticut and the Maduro first under my name yeah. before I start doing, you know, uh, partnered cigars with other people and stuff. But yeah. it was a, it was a really good stick. We sold, I, I, I we, we bought, uh, just initially we did a small run of a thousand sticks and I sold out in like a month. Wow. They, wow. they were, they went really quick. So, and then we did 2000 sticks, uh, right before COVID hit and we sold out a couple weeks ago and, uh, so the the super Corona or the, the super Connecticut's are doing pretty good. So it's just uh, we got another order coming in next month or next week. Uh, you know, we we sold out a little earlier than what I thought we were going to do, which is always a good sign. Yeah, that's but, always good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm really excited to do the uh, Maduros because I can start doing sample packs, putting the two together, and uh, letting yeah. people try the brand out. And I think we'll probably be doing. You know, this last run we didn't do single sticks because it wasn't cost effective enough it'd be too expensive i'd be charging like twenty dollars a stick you know mm. just to try one so mm. but i think we're able to do it now to where it's like i can lower it a lot more to where if people don't want to spend the 60 bucks for a five pack they can at least try it out first so um yeah, yeah. i'm hoping we'll have that rolled out in a couple weeks so well as somebody who has had multiple cigars of yours um i will just go ahead and say skip right. on the single and just go ahead and buy the five pack because you're going to, you're going to want to buy more. Yeah. Right. You're going to want to smoke yeah. more. I mean, don't, don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's yeah. so, uh, do you have, do you hope to get these into brick and mortar shops or are you strictly just going to do it, you know, with on your own through, uh, through your own website or, or what's the end game for, uh, for these? No, the end game is brick and mortar shops where, uh, right now, um, we would have had the uh, distributor's license, but because uh, with California, everything is, uh, the, they, they charge you every January. So mm -hmm. if they, they don't uh, discount the price or prorate it. So if I were to spend, awesome. uh, oh, I think okay. it's like 2300 bucks to Ooh. get the license, I'm going to spend it again in January. Yeah. So, so we're January. waiting until January to apply for the process. Yeah, we're just waiting to, you know. And uh, yeah, that, that's the end game is to get it into shops and get, get legalized with, all the states that way people can start doing it because you know my, my end game is i want to do like a little uh travel show on youtube where when i'm going on the road to selling my cigars in different lounges i can do little reviews of different of lounges and just basically not really i'm not trying to be like the zagat guide where i'm telling people this is five stars this is, it's basically going to be like a like a pass fail you know review and, yeah. and it's more or less just to show people the different places where people smoke and, uh, that's, cool. that's, you know, if, if I can make a living doing that, you know, just going from cigars, cigar shop to cigar shop, selling my, selling boxes and showing the world different places where people smoke. I mean, that's, that's, that's the dream right there that I'm trying to do. So, 
That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that yeah, that that'd be that'd be cool. You can definitely come to our shop anytime. So yes, you all yeah. have to come to Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> you will be welcome I'm, here I'm with down, open man. arms. Yeah, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to do a road trip from uh, from Los Angeles and just go all the way, all the southern states, all the way to Florida. So <laughs> yeah, well, we we can hook you up with a ton of cigar shops between here and there because we yeah. know a ton in Texas, obviously a ton in Arkansas. I mean, to, I mean, from California to Florida, you have to take forty, and forty runs right, right by our shops. So. It does actually. So, I mean, you, oh, you'll, wonderful! Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll you'll be twenty feet away. Yes, <laughs> so. twice. There's one actually in Conway, <laughs> and then one here. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We actually have two shops now. Yeah. So music this week, ending off our last of the three. Yep. I gave you the the current lead singer of Dance Gavin Dance. Tillian, and you gave me Perfect Enemy, mm-hmm. and um, you gave me the album. It's this one actually says alternative and not pop. So I would like to congratulate you for not giving me a pop album this time. <laughs> um, and um, he is the current lead singer of Dance Gavin Dance. He, he is the current clean vocalist. <laughs> clean vocalist. Um, this was an interesting album. Um, he is. Um, so the first one was John Johnny, and mm-hmm. the second one was Kurt. Kurt. I like Kurt the best of the three. Tillian is my second favorite, mm-hmm. and Johnny is my least favorite. Um, um, I like this album. It was varied. It had some interesting songs in there. It had some non-interesting songs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, his writing was better than mm-hmm. Johnny's. Mm-hmm. Um he, um, there were some good songs on here, um, and I really enjoyed them. Um, he is a deeper writer than either of the other guys. I thought his songs were more mature, um, just my take on them. Um, I, I, w- I would put him and Kurt damn near head to head, maybe telling okay. just a little bit more. Okay. Um, jo- Johnny, Johnny's Johnny. Johnny's Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, um, right. And, and I agree with that. <laughs> Johnny is Johnny. Um, and there were several good songs on here um, that I enjoyed it, enjoyed, um, uh, including Stranger and Tug of War. Mm-hmm. Um, the song I enjoyed most was All I Ever Do, um, um, which could be a, a country song. Um, which is that's a, a, that's a deep cut. You went deep cut, but you yeah, like the deep cuts. I do. So, um, it could be a country song because it's a song about, um, why are you still with me when all I ever do is, um, I, I actually equated this song. I was talking to Paula about this, um, uh, to the song why by Jason Aldean, mm-hmm. which is a, a deep cut for Jason Aldean, or it's an older song with Jason Aldean, which is why, why must you? What my must it come down to you leaving yeah. before I tell you that I love you? And all I ever do is about why do you, um, why do all I ever do is why do I shit on you basically? Yeah. Um, and I like that song. Um, I, there's a lot of good songs on this album. Um, I, like I said, I thought the writing was more mature. Um, I thought the 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 songwriting was more advanced also um and i enjoyed it the music also was more varied the music the music uh the musicality um, um 
I, it's not going to make my rotation because it's not my style mm-hmm. of alternative. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, um, uh, there were some songs in here that I wanted to like more than I didn't did. Like, didn't I get the message? And um, uh, was one of those hold me down. Anything with an explicit label, I'm instantly drawn to. Um, but it, and I, those really didn't click with me. Mm-hmm. There were several songs on here which started like, and I thought oh, I'm gonna really like this, and then it didn't click with me. Um, not necessarily because they were bad songs, but they just didn't click with me. But yeah. the one that did was all I ever do. See, my my favorite on that one is True, the the, the first one. Yeah, it's so. it's a, it's a good tune. It's very that's uh, got a star next to it. Um, um, I actually thought this was a fairly poppy album. Um, apparently, iTunes and I don't have the same definition of alternative. Yeah. Um, but um, the mu- the musicality was um, a lot more alternative than the, the previous two albums. Yeah. So I get why they do that, but um, so his, like I said, so his, I thought the writing was was a lot more um, was better. He, he's working on a new album, yeah. which I'm really interested in because he says it's going to be a blend of this one and his latest release. Where his latest release is really poppy, um, as opposed to this one. So I'm I'm interested to see how he blends the two into that one. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind him going completely song singer songwriter. I don't, Mm -hmm. don't, um, you know, obviously it's not his style. Yeah. His writing style though is, is very singer songwriter. He, he covers mature topics. He says things that are adultish. Yeah. Um, he, he says them in very plain spoken ways. Yeah. Um, in, in which, um, when people criticize country music for being too direct, um, a lot of times with are, are too simple. What they mean is it's too direct. Too cut, too cut and dry. Too, right. It's yeah. too, tells a story. Um, and I like the fact that his, you didn't have to like sit and ponder what he meant about the third verse. It's uh-huh. not, it's, you know, he it's stopped direct, loving, yeah, he direct. stopped loving her today. It's not subtle. It means that he <laughs> yeah. died. Right. Yeah. It, it's not like, there's not like some super cryptic message. Right. So, I thought his his is I liked the way he wrote his his lyrics were I thought yep were good so so you gave me Hootie Hootie <laughs> one of my one of my favorite albums when I want to feel good I listen to that album so this one this one has this one it, is pop by the way pop pop country yeah I mean it was it's weird because like the very first uh, song uh, Forever Road like. That's pretty country, yeah. Right off the bat, yes. Like you kind of forget, like, oh, this is a black dude from Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, yeah. this yeah. is tr- straight country, but it's yeah. he does a, a good job. Is this his first country album? Yep. Okay, so he's had like four or five country others. albums, yeah. And this one has probably his biggest song on it. All right, I, yeah. He's got a couple. Big is that songs his biggest on. song on there? Yeah, it's one of them. Sure. I mean, his biggest song that he's done is probably yep. that one. But uh, yeah, this one is. Now this one has your and Paula's favorite yep. song, our song, your song. So yeah. I'm is, is I'm going to assume or I'm going to guess. I don't know if assume. I'm going to guess that it's "Be Wary of a Woman." No, no. What is it? Because that's all right. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's. I mean, you know. 
So I didn't choose either one of those. Yep. Um, I went with, uh, where's the name of it? Oh, I went with the title track, uh, Learn to Live. Yeah. Um, Tolls a good story. Talks yep. about how, uh, you know, his grandpa, is it Grandpa Charles or yep. something like that? Um, you know, how, you know, you just got to do it. Right. I mean, yep. you're, you're going to fail. If you fail, you fail. If you don't, you learn from it. If you, right. you know, it's just, it's a good I wouldn't even put it as so much country on that song. It's kind of like it's good storytelling yeah. one on that one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I I don't know if it's his story. Like no, he's actually know. left South Carolina or he moved to South Carolina because he's a, I don't know where he's from. He's a big South Carolina. Is he from South Carolina? Because I know he's Charleston. a big Dolphins fan. So I didn't know yeah. if he's from Florida. Nope. He's from Charleston, okay. South Carolina. Yeah. So it just, he talks about leaving there and heading out. Yeah. Uh, heading out west and so it's yeah, yeah I, I i like that one it, it is a it's not as twangy in country no. as uh no. jamie johnson no um it has some twang and yeah. definitely country to it um but like uh, uh all right i mean uh, again another good just catchy too yeah good one um it won't be like this for long is that that's a pull on the heartstrings yep that's um, a, a smalty make you feel good about it's like a, a it's a kenny chesney uh life song as i think about it yeah it, if you if you have a daughter yeah that is one where you're like hmm, yep. because it's like yep. you know you just have to listen to it and if you haven't listened to it, or if you do if you know what it is then you know what i'm talking about yep. but if you haven't yep. like i've never heard it before but it's like um they bring the daughter home from yep. the hospital they're up all night you know, baby screaming, come stuff like that. Like, but don't it worry, it won't be like this for long. And then it goes to her leaving for college or high, uh, school, school, and then she's you know sad. Won't be like this for long. And then she goes to college, and he's feeling that way now, right? And so, and then they're like walking down the aisle, and like, mm. so it's it's a good you know yeah. whole book chapter thing. Yep, that one. I almost went with that one. Yeah, but I, like I, that song I a lot. But I went I went title track just because of the yeah. meaning behind it. Yeah. So that's a good one. I um I think an underappreciated fun song on that is uh uh drinking and dialing. <laughs> that's a good one too. Yeah. I, I listened to that one a couple of times. I'm like, oh, we've all been there. Yeah. Like drank too much. But like it's funny because this came out in like oh eight, so a little bit before text messaging was yes. big. Yes. But now it's like it's drinking and texting. But this one was straight yeah. up like I drank too much. Take my phone away so I don't call my ex. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. Yes, we've all been there. Yes. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, that was it's a it's a it's a it's a solid album that yeah. If you want to just dip your toe into country, yeah. It's not too overly steel guitar with no. like my dog got ran over kind of no. thing. But it's 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 a good median. It's, it's one of the things I like about Darius is first of all his voice is spectacular he, he has he has a voice made for country yeah and the second thing is when you listen to his album mm-hmm. you're at the end you're kind of just happy yeah it's like, yeah, just like yeah i i don't there's not it's not too overly sappy songs on no, there no the ones that are overly sappy are the upbeat ones yeah. like all right yeah um you know where even woman is probably the slowest one on there yeah and it, even then it's just like it's not too terribly bad but yeah but it's overall it's a solid album. Uh, yeah. still not my favorite album that you've given me because yeah. that's, you know, the Tedeschi trucks. Tedeschi yeah. trucks. Oh, I listened to that a couple of times this week. Yeah. So good. Yes. So good. 
I was, uh, they've been, I've been grooving on some of their, uh, live performances. So I never even thought about listening to their live stuff because yeah. I'm, because, you know, I'm a big Warren Hayes fan. Yeah. So I can, oh, just imagine so, when you do that. So they have a version of Warren Hayes, Susan Tedeschi and Derek Drucks playing, um, several songs from a live, uh, I think tribute to, I don't remember who it was, but uh, they have uh, several songs in there that are just amazing. Warren Haynes is mm, so good. So good. All right. So for next week, it's a listener supported album. Yeah. And we're actually going to have this listener on next week's show as well. So we're going to have next week, we're going to have cigars and soda on. Yeah. I'm fired Um, up about that. Yeah. We're super excited about that. Um, If you haven't seen his stuff, definitely Definitely check his stuff out. Yep. Um, but he gave us an album to listen to. Okay. It's an album that we are both really going to enjoy. It's an album we both probably know damn near every song on it right now. Okay. So this is easy, easy homework. Okay. We have to listen to Rush Moving Pictures. Okay. I mean. Yeah, that's tough. That one's tough. I, <laughs> there, I'm not sure so I many, like that album. There's so many good songs on that one, though. Yeah, I know. I love that album. So that's that. That is not... I, I don't have to look to see if that's on my phone. I know that one's on my phone that's already. A, that's a big old like can of corn for us to hit out. That's <laughs> yes. a softball right there. Yep. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, so, that's gonna right. be a great one. Yeah. So and and we'll actually we're gonna get his take song on it too. his take on it as well. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be uh, we're actually gonna have probably three songs because I I doubt maybe we'll all pick the same one, but if not, we'll. You'll probably have three different songs go on to the uh, the playlist on that one. Yeah, so nothing wrong right. with that. All right, that will be for next week, and looking forward to that one. But uh, you know, let's get back to this show. Yep. But cigars aren't the only thing that you're kind of known for. You you have some acting uh, chops on you too, as well. And that's uh, well, some people probably well, have I don't seen know about chops, but I, I they put me in movies. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I mean, people have probably seen you in certain big uh, movies and everything, but uh, give uh, give our audience, you know, tell them, like, what some uh, some roles that you have played before, what they might have seen you in. Uh, let's see. This year I did a episode of Lone Star 911 with uh, Rob Lowe and um, and uh, trying to think who else the other chick is. Um, but, uh, yeah, they had me in an episode eating steak. There's a steak competition, and the chick winds up passing out and hitting her head and peeing on the wall. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did a couple episodes uh, for a Netflix show called Tentified, where I played like this lovable trollo guy. Um, I did an episode, uh, it's not out yet, but Tina Fey uh, wrote a new show called Mr. Mayor, and it's, it's supposed to be on NBC primetime, but this was right before COVID, but I did a, the, the premiere episode for them, the, the pilot episode, and it may or may not be reoccurring, so they may call me back when they start production up wow. again on it. But I got to play like the uh, the mayor's trash man, you know, out, out front that uh, talks to him, sort of his buddy in the morning, gives him the news, what the word on the street, and then drives off. So nice. um, that was pretty good. I got to do, do that. And, uh, you know, movie-wise, a lot of people see me in a, a movie called uh, Crank with Jason Statham where he beats me up and throws my hand in a sewing machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a big so, time I mean, there's movie. a lot of random stuff like when i uh first started uh i got a lot of the gangbanger roles rapist roles uh inmates uh you know thug type stuff and then it, it's funny because this year um 
this this last year, uh, 2019, uh, sort of started. Uh, I've been laughing, telling my agent that yeah, I'm moving up a step because now you know I did a movie like a quick like one liner in a movie with Ben Affleck called uh, Shoot. It's the one where he's an alcoholic basketball coach. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a quick little throwaway line on the doc scene where I just tell him, Hey, Russ, you got a you got a visitor, and Ben Affleck walks up and talks to the guy, but. Um, you know, I played a dock worker. I did another movie that's on HBO, like some date movie called Off the Menu. I played like a mechanic. And, you know, even though I played a cholo on the TV show Hentified, I was, you know, a lovable, funny one. So it's like I'm getting other stuff now, you know, so it's sort of nice that I'm moving up on the ladder a little bit when it comes into regards of that instead of just doing movies where my mom will never watch me or be sad to see me get murdered by cops, you know? (laughs) So you're moving up the, uh, no, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, uh, has, has acting always been something you like? Like, were you in plays and and stuff uh, like in grade school or or while you're younger? It's it's funny because, you know, as a little kid, you know, I, you know, most kids like Star Wars or stuff like that, but I, I grew up loving like Stallone and Schwarzenegger films and sure. I always wanted to be in a movie and not not so much as the hero, but I always wanted to be the bad guys in movies because, you know, they got the cool guns, the cars, the girls, and <laughs> yes, they're doing they do. destructive things. And, you know, I was small, but, you know, but still knew enough that it was all fake, you know, but it was the, to be in a movie, to be that guy, you know, and it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's cool because, you get to do all the bad stuff, but yet you don't have any repercussions for doing it. And you're teaching people a lesson that if you do bad stuff, you wind up dying. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I used to do a lot of Lego movies with, uh, my, my, my parents camcorder as a kid. And then in high school oh, cool. I did, uh, we had film production. So I was in charge of doing the morning announcements, uh, for junior and senior year. And, uh, we would set it up sort of like a CNN, like newsroom, but we would add get sketches and pranks and you know this is all before youtube that we were doing all this stuff in high school so i was like this little mini celebrity in the high school because every morning people would see me on tv <laughs> wow <laughs> and uh i went to uh the goal was to go to la because i was really good with the uh, digital editing and i was i was thinking more along the lines that i wanted to be an ed- editor or maybe a cameraman and uh when i went down there for film school i had missed the term so I signed up for background work until the, the school term started up again so I could uh, en- uh, enroll in class. And when I when I signed up for background work, I didn't know that you were supposed to call in. It was like a calling service. You call in every day. You listen to the phone lines. And if there's a job that you happen to fit the description, then you call them. It's like calling a radio station like to try to win tickets. It's always busy. And then if you got through they pull up your number and they see your picture and say, okay, yeah, you can be, you know, one of the thousand or hundred people we need in the football stadium to be an attendant. And they pay you 50 bucks a day to do background. Well, I didn't know you're supposed to call. I signed up and they never called me. And, um, about three weeks down the line, I get a phone call and they said, Hey, we have this, uh, TV show dragnet with Ed O'Neill. Uh, it's a featured background spot. We want you to pay, uh, play a brothel, uh, owner where you come out and you have all like these, uh, I guess these sex trafficked like girls that you're just like running this whorehouse. And, uh, that was my first part is that uh, Ed O'Neill comes in, they arrest me as I'm zipping up my pants coming out of the back room. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was cool because, you know, they gave me a trailer and they, 
they showed me, you know, I, I got to meet Ed O'Neill and uh, Rosalind Sanchez was was a co-star on there. And, I, you know, it was cool, but I didn't know that that's normally, that's not what background does. <laughs> and then they called me again. I got picture selected for another show and they started picture select. And then by about the fifth or sixth job, I realized, oh, I could probably do more every week if I actually called. So like for four <laughs> months, I just did like, they had me booked solid on all the cop shows as like this shaved headed Latino gangster guy, even though I come from Oregon and, you know, I'm living here with the, all the rednecks and four by fours and pickup trucks. They still had me as like a South Sider down there, you know, Dallas Gallons, I'll fucking cut you. Um, and, uh, and, but it, I learned real quick. I was like, you know, how, how much does this little guy get paid? You know, they'd bring in some Puerto Rican from New York that was from stage and theater and they'd shave his head and put him in baggy clothes and have him be a West Coast, you know, cholo. And I'd be behind, they put me behind him. So he'd have all the speaking lines and then I'd be like, yeah, but I couldn't say yeah, because they'd have to pay me for that. So I'd just stand there looking mean and they're paying me like, you know, my normal background was 50 bucks a day back then. And I got special rates. So they paid me 120. So, so I thought that's cool. But then I found out they're paying him at the time with like $800 a day plus residuals every time. They, and I'm like, well, how do I get that money? Like, well, you got to you got to get an audition. Well, how do I get an audition? You need an agent. Well, how do you get an agent? Well, agents only want to sign people working. Well, how do I get work? Well, you need an audition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't until I went to a. Uh, uh, I had wrecked my car, I was having a shitty week, and uh, it, this is about the, about the fourth month into doing back, background work, and I sort of started getting sort of tired of it. I was just like, ah, the, the, the coolness of it was starting to fade pretty quick, and I was just like, ah. And uh, I had to wait for my ride, and they were filming where at, um, a Warner Brothers studio, and, and around the corner they did the taping for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And my buddy's like, let's go watch a taping. You're right to be here by then. Because we got off about, you know, four hours earlier than what we're supposed to. So I went over there in line and they had the producers in line asking people, hey, can you, have you done anything that made you feel stupid or have any funny stories? And so I told them about the time that I needed to uh, use the restroom. And I, and I ran into the studio to use the restroom. And I realized as I was going that there was no ceiling. And I realized I was going to the restroom in a, in a, on the on set. It was a fake prop toilet. And they thought that was hilarious. And uh, they come back and tell me, they like, can't tell the story. It's like, well, yeah. And then pretty soon the story got more and more embellished to where, yeah. So it went from instead of just taking a piss to, yeah, I'm sitting down, taking a dump. People are coming in. I use the prop toilet paper. They're like, oh, what's that smell? And they thought it was hilarious. So I, I go into the studio. They, they write it down. They write your name. And they, they're doing that the whole week with everybody there. And, uh, we go in, we go inside and um, they said if you want to get a picture with Leno, you got to raise your hand when he comes out to warm up the audience. And, and this is how by chance everything just happened because <clears throat> I was like, well, it'd be cool to get a picture with him. So um, I'm in the audience and he's talking to everybody and telling jokes and I raise my hand and he picks on other people. So I just start mean mugging him and he looks over at me and I just smile, just put the biggest smile, dimples. And he calls on me and goes, hey, can I get a photo with you? And he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I thought you wanted to mug me. So <laughs> he brings me up on stage. They, they grab a PA to go grab a Polaroid. And um, 
as I'm up there, he starts talking to me. He goes, well, you know, what's your name? What you doing? I said, I'm doing background work, trying to be an actor. And he's like, how you, you know, gotten anything major? Well, what type of roles you been getting? Oh, rapist, murderer, dead body. And he's just cracking up laughing. So I get a picture with him. I go back to sit down and uh, watch the whole show. And at the end of the show, one of the producers comes up and says, hey, can you can you hang back? And tells about 10 other people just to hang back. And, and he goes up to Lano with those cards with the stories that we told. And he's going through all the different stories, going through them. And he, I, he stops and points at me and goes, I want him. So the producer comes over and says, can you come back next week? And I go, yeah. So they sent a car out for me. And I went up there, told the story on, on air. And the writers liked me so much that they offered me to do a couple uh, sketches for them. And when I did the sketches for them, little comedy bits for the show, that's how I got an agent and from the agents got the movies and just moved up from there. But it was just by chance, you know, there's not any rhyme or reason for me just not being able to go to school to doing background to just by chance having a wreck card where I would go watch Jay Leno, you know? So it's funny how things work out sometimes. (laughs) Once again, talent, talent rules. So the ability to tell a story and be funny and Jay Lono recognized <laughs> that. I, I see that as talent rules. Mm-hmm. Jay Lono is one of those funny guys who, who recognizes game when he sees it. So I love Jay. They Lono. were really nice. Yeah. yeah. They helped me out. They helped me out a lot. So I mean, they, yeah, I, I owe everything to, to him and Cal Clark and the, and the producers of the show to actually just being able to get a chance to do what I love doing. So, you yeah. know, oh, that, that's cool. So what would be uh, what would be a dream role for you? I would say any, at this point, any role where I could actually be a romantic lead. I've done a lot of cool stuff, worked with a lot of cool people, and, you know, I've shot things. Like, all the stuff I want to do, like be harnessed and be blown up and be shot by a sniper, by a cop, and, you know, doing stunts. I've done all that, but I've never, well, I take that back. They gave me a girlfriend one time, but I was sort of an asshole boyfriend. (laughs) <laughs> but I've never had like an on-screen kiss <laughs> that wasn't rape. <laughs> right. right, we're not going to count those. <laughs> yeah, yes. All right, so so you're the lead of a romantic movie. Who is your? This, who, you know what? I, who's I, your I co-star? I set up for the lead funny sidekick friend that had a girlfriend. This is right, coming. right, right, <laughs> right. So who who do you who do you want as a co-star? Who would, who would with be you? your yeah? Who who's the female lead with you? Ooh, um, anyone? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not Rosie O'Donnell. Why is a female? I'm mean, happy. <laughs> yeah. So. Like I said, I'm not picky. <laughs> right. So who you've worked with a ton of cool actors. You've already uh, you've already mentioned some of that. Who are who's who are who are a couple of your favorites that you've worked with? Um, I would say actor wise, uh, uh, Jason Statham was really cool. Um, when we worked on Crank, we were there for about a week. Him and Amy Smart, they're they're really nice to us, and you know, just uh, down to earth people. Kira Knightley was really nice. I did a movie called Domino with her and uh, just, they were really nice people. I, I guess that would be like a, I would pick her. Yeah. She's on my list. Yeah. You might want to yeah, choose I her mean, for the romantic lead part. 
you know, and the sad thing is I've met actors that were just letdowns that I liked them. And then you see them in real life. They're like, mm, you're sort of an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's nice to know that, you know, Jason Bateman, I was, I didn't really, I was doing a, uh, they were doing a Arrested Development yeah. when it was still on Fox. And they had me there for like a month because I guess the father was in prison. So they had me featured background. So anytime they filmed in the prison, they would call me in there. So even though I didn't, wasn't his speaking part at the time, I was still there and uh, they'd always have me in front of the camera and stuff in the background. And I got to uh, talk to Jason Bateman and he was a really solid stand-up guy. This was before he had his second win, you know, come into his career like he has recently with Ozark and yeah. all the other big films that he's been doing, you know. And um, uh, he gave me the best advice. He said, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. And I started laughing. He goes, no, serious. He goes, you don't know. He goes, because I asked him, I go, what's the secret of you've been working since a kid and you're still working consistently. And he goes, that's it. Just don't be an asshole. He goes, I don't know how many of my co-stars and friends that were hot shit and they were the biggest thing in the 80s and they're not working now because they became a problem. Yeah. And, and when the crew and director don't want to work with you, when you're no longer hot and nobody cares about you, they won't bring you back. He goes, the only and he goes, you can't be fake either. He goes, just be sincere and don't be an asshole. He goes, that's the only reason why, because, you know, I'm not a problem. I show up on time and, 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 you know, most of the directors and producers like me. So they just keep having me come back. Yep. He goes, that's the biggest, you know, and he goes, and he, and he said, it's funny because how simple advice that is. Most of the people don't follow it. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, the ironic part about that is that's good life advice, not even in For general. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Just yeah. don't yeah. be a hassle. Don't be an asshole. Jason Bateman, yeah. <laughs> for the record, is one of my wife's favorite actors because he's been in a ton of those like shows that she just likes. Yeah. And he is, he's just one of those characters that he, well, we just, she likes. we just binged uh, the outsider where he, yeah, it's another role where he's not in a comedic role. Kind of like, no, he's a know, really good actor. Ozark. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's, we, yeah. it's always nice when you hear like the actors that you like are really cool. It's, it's kind of one of those things like don't meet your heroes kind of thing yeah. because you could be just lit down. God, who was it? There's yeah. a music, uh, there's a music interview show where, the guy says, and it's like the, I don't somebody from Metallica or somebody says, yeah, it's always a risk to meet your heroes mm -hmm. because, um, because you get to meet your heroes yeah. and they may not live up. <laughs> so, um, but yes. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, he, uh, we watched Ozark, the first episode of Ozark, Paul and I did together and, um, I liked it, but uh, obviously the first uh, episode of Ozark's hard with the whole wife cheating thing, mm -hmm. and she's not big yeah. on that for obvious reasons. And so she was like, "Going, well, this kind of started rough," and I'm going, "Okay." <laughs> so, <laughs> but I've heard amazing yeah. things about that show. Yeah, I, I've never watched Ozark. Yeah. First one is um, brutal. It's right. uh, it's it, it's. I've I mean, heard I know it gets the, high praise. So. Yeah, his yeah. wife cheats yeah. on him, and then. Like, you just need a, it's just not a, it's it not a it's, scenario. It's pretty she likes. dark for, it's dark. Yeah, it's, re, it's really dark and it's, uh, it's, it's different from what he's known for. And that's, yeah. I guess, yeah. one of the things I like that he was willing to take a chance on something like that, you know, that yeah. you would imagine like a Brian Cranston type role doing, but you yeah. know, they throw him in there and he killed it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
that's another one I've always heard is is just as nice in person as what you exactly. what yeah. you would think. I heard Ed O'Neill's a pretty cool guy. See, I oh, I, I love I, like I grew up sneaking watching Married with Children. Sneaking with my, watching Married with Children. With, Suddenly, with, my parents are the liberal <laughs> ones. Of course, I'm a hundred years older than you are, so they weren't right. Like, but I remember watching. Yeah, I mean, Married with man, Children. Man, I like I, I even I was like seven, eight. Really, when I was. Oh, okay. I remember like pe- so there was something about Peggy, like. Just I don't I, know. I saw her once in Vegas. She's a lot shorter. Bun, yeah. yeah, she's. I saw her filming CSI. She's she looks like she's six foot tall. Well, um, might be the stomach. Nah, she's like five six. So um, I saw her in Vegas filming a CSI episode at Planet uh-huh. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So we saw her once. She's she is for the record still banging smoke hot. show Joe, she's still a smoke show because yeah. it's like one of those girls. yeah she's still yeah, yeah. I, I, she's I, attractive I, I blame peggy for my weird infatuation with like 80s like style women like the big hair and the, like the really? high like the high bikini like i don't know there's just really there's something about that cheetah like, print spandex yeah, yeah yeah i mean the yes. the, 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 the cigarette the cigarette the yeah the spandex with the stilettos and the like yeah. the the belt that's like right underneath the boobs kind of thing that's yeah. the yes <laughs> well she was she was not dressed like that she was dressed uh corporate america with the high heels when oh, i saw no, her no. you got you got to give me that which is for the record my look and uh she was uh, knocking it out of the park so al bundy had like a great family i'm a christine applegate fan i think she's beautiful i also think she's incredibly funny and talented um and i'm a christine applegate fan i think i'm not a i'm not a um who's the actor the the brother well no in the uh she played in what was it newsman or whatever that one was with the uh, ron burgundy ron burgundy um will ferrell yeah i'm not a big ferrell guy because i think i mean they're funny but they're just a lot of the same but i think I mean, he's very funny, but I thought she was in that movie. She was yeah. uh, just comedy gold. Yeah, she is. Um, she's she's one of the great actresses. So, what's uh, what's some actor or what's some directors you would like to work with? Well, uh, you know, I was going to say one of my favorite directors that um, was uh, Tony Scott, and uh, he's no longer with us. But he was. I worked with him on on uh, on Domino. And uh, he was really cool guy because uh, I had brought in a lot of the talent from because uh, I started a casting company since they always put me in as a gangbanger and trollo guy. I started casting, uh, bringing lowrider cars, pit bulls, and I would get a lot of the gangsters from the neighborhood uh, to be to do background work. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go in for an audition, I'd have these little. Uh, Polaroid books with all these different trollos and gangsters and cars and animals. And, uh, I say, Hey, if you hire me, I also have this. I know you're looking for, you know, for, for background and different stuff. And that helped me get a lot of work. When I first started out acting, I would bring in my, my, my uh, picture books when I go in for auditions. And, uh, we, I brought a lot of the guys from 18th street to help out to be in that movie. And, um, the scene I was supposed to be in is they had a bounty at, they were playing bounty hunters and they were trying to get me as they're trying to get my character. And in the scene, they break in and we pull guns on them. And we basically, we sell out one of our friends uh, for a lap dance from Kira Knightley. So I'm excited because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a lap dance for Kira Knightley. It's going to be cool. And he pulls me aside and says, Hey, you, you know, and they could have just told me that I wasn't going to, they switched me. They had me be the guy on the run 
and they gave the part that was getting the lap dance to one of the other guys. <laughs> and normally that'd be like a heart crushing, like, ah, but in, instead of just having a random PA, you know, assistant come and just tell me, Hey, they're switching roles, blah, blah, blah. He actually called me back. He goes, Hey, called me down to, to his director's chair, gave me, uh, gave me a cigar. He was smoking a, a, a uh, Romeo and Julia. I can't remember what type it was back then. Um, but he offered me a cigar. He, he goes, you smoke cigars? I said, yeah, he gave me one from his jacket. And then he broke it down. He goes, hey, look, I really like the guy that you brought from the neighborhood. They all they all match. They all mesh really good. I want to have them be in that scene. I'm going to have you be the other guy. You're going to get two more additional days of pay because we got to do pickup shots. So he like, sat down and was super cool with me. And when he started doing another show called Numbers, he would call me up to help with cars or other gangster guys or whatever. And, you know, there was talk he was going to do remake the movie, the warriors. And that's, he's like, don't worry, I'm going to hook you up with this one when this comes, you know? So it was one of those great, like, like once in a million, like friendships that I got to meet, you know, a, one of my heroes made a lot of my favorite movies and B, he was such a down to earth, you know, very generous, very kind man. And it's just, uh, you know, it just sucks he's not with us anymore, but it's That's just, uh, yeah, he was one of the guys that I really wanted to work with in the future, and it just never, you know, never going to pan, never panned out, you know, That's so. Tough loss. I know um, <clears throat> this week, I know I was bummed. Um, Chadwick Bozeman passed this mm-hmm. week unexpectedly. Uh, yeah. The, the guy who played um, – a lot of roles played Jackie Robinson, obviously played James Brown in that movie, but also played Aaron and I are Black big Panther. Black Panther in the Marvel movie. And I thought he was just dead perfect in that role. And we're yeah. both big Marvel guys. Um, and he was, um, I'd seen several interviews with him and he was just such a cool dude. I just can't, it was such a hard loss this week. Yeah. Um, it was such a, um, Black Panther was such a cool movie, but such a big movie for a lot of reasons. It was iconic. Yeah, it was iconic, and it's it, it, it's one of those things that no nobody really knew he was having uh, that he had colon Stunned. cancer. I remember them talking shit in the media about him. Oh, why is he losing so much weight? Yeah, he doesn't look good that way. But yeah, he has cancer. He's dying. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to think he did the. Uh, he did the the five bloods too during the whole time. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, and everybody around him, his tight circle, kept it all secret, secret in house as well. I mean, it's yeah. just it just shows you, you know, circular circle yourself around the right people, and right. you can do what you want to do and leave yeah. when you when you know, not really on your terms, but you can let the news go out on your terms. And yeah. because I mean, everybody saw the video of him, and everybody just thought it was he was getting real skinny for a role coming up. I mean, I know yeah. I was in that in that group. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. is he always looked healthy? He always looked happy. I mean, he, I mean, it just, yeah, definitely. When you, when you told me that he died, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Whatever. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, yeah, it was the same was, way. That was rough. But I, and I didn't realize Tony Scott had passed. I, I guess I, that it had escaped my knowledge. I didn't realize that. So that's. In yeah. The, the weird thing with that is he, uh, he committed suicide. He jumped oh. off, uh, oh, wow. the bridge down in long beach, but they just, they don't, uh, they never really addressed why. They said that rumor was that he had a, a brain tumor that was inoperable, but Oof. then the family came and said that wasn't it. So I don't, they just, they dropped it. They dropped the story. I don't know why or what, but it's just, yeah, uh, 
yeah, just, just uh, I don't know, man. Mental health is rough. Um, yeah. So that's tough. Uh, it's one of those things, and it's one of those things that Aaron and I talk about. Um, appreciate every day, right? Um, make sure that you tell people how much they mean to you and all that stuff. So it's uh, um, that <clears throat> he sounds like a cool dude. I uh, obviously I just know him externally, yeah, um, from the movies he made. So, yep. and I would have loved to seen the Warriors remade, that just would, for the yeah. record. Uh, yeah, he was getting, they were doing. He was working. <laughs> yeah, he was, you think he was working on the before he passed? He, he was working on uh, the new Top Gun at the time. So, oh, yeah. that's also one of my faves. The top, oh. top Gun? Yeah, I like yeah. Top Gun a lot. I thought that was a really cool movie. And I never realized how much I miss going to the movie theater during this mm. time span. <laughs> yes. I mean, how, I mean, I'm guessing like acting, I mean, all production has slowed down to a halt. And is it, is it now starting to pick back up a little bit? It just barely, I want to say with the last couple of weeks, um, I just now started getting, I got a few auditions. And, uh, you know, I want to say back in April, um, everything just shut down, just yeah. completely no sure. auditions, no nothing, because they don't want you to go in and every and uh, the studio stopped productions on everything. So there was nothing to audition for, nothing was being filmed. And uh, just barely now, uh, it's starting to come in. And, and uh, I want to say last two, three weeks, I've gotten about, uh, two auditions and it's funny because both of them don't even film in the United States that one of them films in Australia and uh, they, they put you on a two week quarantine and then they uh, they uh, once you're there they keep you there the whole time the whole duration yeah. until yeah. they're done filming so so if they're filming like 12 episodes you're in episode one and episode you know nine you're there until they're they're done wrapping the whole thing Ooh, wow. Just in case it's easier for pickup shop. So it's cool as an actor because you get an extra long vacation, but it also hinders you from doing anything else because yeah. you're stuck on that show. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. Well, we. But have, I mean, we... I'm happy. I would. I'd be happy to get any one of these just because you know there's not a lot of stuff going on, and sure. yeah. you know the competition was always stiff before, but now you got a bunch of actors at home that are able to do self tapes. So yeah. you're looking at like probably twice as many submissions for every single role now. So okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we need some more um, cigar etiquette videos because I found those on YouTube that you did. Um, <laughs> when are we, we going to get more of those? <laughs> I got it. those. Those were just uh, experimental, but I, you guys are not the first ones. I got to come up. If you guys have more ideas, um, I'd like to run with it. I, I <laughs> oh, should do. Uh, I can come up with. Some I, ideas. I should. Yeah, I should do some ideas and then do like a funny twist them. I, I enjoyed making them. It, it, the funny thing was, uh, I I did the first one at a cigar lounge, and just for fun, I did like the first two of them, like no cigar tag where the chick burns my cheek off, and, yeah, and uh, sharing cigars. And I went to another cigar lounge, and the, the the owner of the shop was like, "Hey, you filmed that over at Havana Cigars?" I go, "Yeah. Why don't you do one at my shop?" I go, oh, okay, I can do one here. And then I went to another shop in Long Beach, the owner over there. Hey, why don't you do one in my shop? Oh, okay. And then by the fourth or fifth, hey, uh, how about at my shop? I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as somebody who works at a shop, I was watching all those. I'm like, yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. And like the the funniest one, one like whenever the uh, the owner like welcomed you in, 
And like, oh, yeah. can I find you something? You're like, nope, I'm good. And you like pull out this big bag of cigars from underneath <laughs> your shirt. <laughs> I'm like, the yeah. Funny thing is, those are those, yeah, those are all working in the cigar lounge. Those were all real things people would do. And it's just oh, like yeah. you can't you can't make that up. And in the even the cigar tag. I remember people try to touch each other with the tips of the cigars. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're you five? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not, the cigar tag was not made up just because of fun. It was like, that was an actual thing. It yeah. was like, no, don't burn each other. Yeah, well, with I mean, a stick in the lounge. Like, I've, se- I've seen somebody steal somebody else's cigar, take a few drags, and be like, no, 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 no. I'm like, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Especially, or the, or the sloppy now. cuts are like, people lick it. Like, can I use your cutter? Yeah. And then they just slob around the cigar. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> I was like, I had a visceral reaction when I saw it, when I watched that one, because that was like a super wet cigar that you went and cut. And I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, I, I've definitely, definitely seen that way too, too much. Put it like in their mouth, get it super oh, wet man. and then it cut was, it. Yeah. But like, it was funny because, oh, he, because he had like a string of spit. Yeah, man. We'll be at the golf course and somebody have, you have just chewing on their cigar and then they're like, okay, I'm going to light my cigar. Let me borrow your cutter. And that cigar has been slobbered on. It's just have the cutter. It's yours. Be I'll like, go buy another one. Well, you better <laughs> you better cut that fucking cap off with your teeth. Right. <laughs> right. I don't think you need a cutter anymore. Yeah, you should be just, able to bite it now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a gogurt. Just squeeze it and just, just squeeze it, yes. <laughs> so what uh what what advice would you have for, you know, some some aspiring actors actors if they want to uh, get in that profession? Um, I, honestly, just go and do it. I, I have a lot of friends uh, up here in Portland that are actors and, you know, they'll tell me stuff like, well, one day I'm going to try to go down to L.A. and do it or I'm going to they're waiting for something. And I, you know, I never went to, uh, you know, drama school. I, I wasn't doing plays in high school. I, I made a lot of stuff. I made little short films and, you know, I've always loved movies, but I was never an actor actor. You know, yeah. now I have, a, you know, a, a really great acting coach. Uh, his name's Raphael Fatardi. He's, he's a really talented actor. He does voiceovers. He did a Keanu Reeves film called Siberia where he like, he kills John Wick at the end of the movie basically. And it's, uh, you know, he's, he speaks five different languages, but he's been mentoring me the last two years and it's really helped me a lot and to put in that work. But what I would tell anybody starting off is to do what I didn't do is just, if you can start off in local theater in your high school, yeah. it's, it's the play. The strongest actors, in my opinion, are the guys that are coming from 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 plays that can do stage and do theater. Uh, because when you're doing something like that live and you memorize all those lines and you're doing the scenes and you're working on your 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 footsteps on you know the staging. I walk here, I walk there. That's all the ABCs of, of filmmaking. Yeah. Because when you have to stand on your mark, you have to deliver your line, you have to have the timing. Like if you're you're doing all of those things already in a in a live play, and it makes television and films that much easier because you're just doing a part. And if you mess up, you can do it again. Whereas theater, you just got to keep rolling through the whole thing. And 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 that and and anywhere you go in any city, any state, they have plays, they have stuff. You know, on a local level or at a school level, college. Yep. And, and that would be the biggest thing is just to get in there. And, and especially now with, you know, when I first started, um, we had to use big old VHS camcorders to make our own movies, but 
everybody has a phone and there's YouTube and there's oh, stuff. Yeah. Just just make a thing and uh, you know just just move forward with that because you know that that's that's the best advice I can give you because people will see talent just on that alone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I I grew up a theater kid, um, so I mm-hmm. loved I loved doing live shows. I loved doing plays. Um, I mean, I was in the senior play. I did. After I graduated, I did a few like weekend theater things here in Little Rock as well. You know, I I tried out for uh, Rent the musical. Oh, did you? And I came in second, but I was on like standby in case they ever needed me. But they never sure. needed me. But after that, I just <laughs> I never I never picked anything back up. But I I loved yeah. I love acting. I love like play acting. I like that a little more than. So did you have a? The, would you had a singing part in Rent? Yeah. Yeah. Would it have been unclean or would it have been clean? <laughs> it would have been clean. Because <laughs> okay. Aaron likes unclean singers, so he and he yeah. was at a band as an unclean yeah. singer. Yeah, no, no screaming, no metal in in the okay. Rent production. I haven't seen Rent. I'm a musical fan, but uh, I, Rent, uh, is, Rent, one Rent of, is my favorite musical. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm I more can of still an old man. school musical fan. Yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're like Joseph, and yeah, I like. Uh, I'm a big Andrew Lloyd Webber guy. No, I love, I love rent. I mean, I love the, I mean, I was the only kid growing up where I would watch the Tonys. I mean, the Tony, yes, ones. everybody you else would no, be the only kid watching the Tonys. That is factually accurate. I don't know. Nobody else. I couldn't talk to anybody else in high right, school. Right. No, no, that's true. No, I'm sure that's true. Uh, even, even in suburbs where you grew up, there was no other kids watching the I Tonys. Know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's true. Even where I'm from. Publicly watching the Tonys. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Talking about it in school, that's for sure. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they were watching it in private, in the dark. Yes. I like girls. <laughs> I, I've heard that about you. Not 100% convinced, but I've heard that about you. Um, I'm not, either way is fine. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just saying. But, right. but as a junior high schooler, yeah, I mean, that you that's one of the you know, negative aspects of being a theater kid. Right. I mean, it just sucks because there's, you gotta think how many great actors or actresses that could be out there if they weren't just like when you're that young and it's like, it's out of the, you know, you're going against the grain of what all your friends or whatever are doing. I mean, it's my two nieces were big theater people and there was a ton of theater guys Mm -hmm. and there was, um, you know, what Mike's talking about, there was, there was a lot of, kids involved in theater mm-hmm. in the high school that I went to. Um, you know, a lot of musicians come out of that theater environment. Cause there, you know, there's a lot of creative, you know, yeah, there's great videos well, I mean, of I, like I, Eric I, church singing in, in, in theater plays. Well, I, I, I know he's I, not your theater type. helped me with my speech impediment. I yeah. mean, my, I had a horrible stutter growing up. I yeah. mean, and then just learning and being with my, my, you know, my whatever they are, that's not speech doctor, but speech therapist. Yeah. My speech therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Being with my speech therapist. I mean, it, it got me over that fear of, you know, talking in public and just having a horrible stutter and just like, I mean, being super pale, husky ginger in elementary and junior (laughs) high with a stutter, the cards were against me. They were. You're not a natural theater kid. That's true. I'm not a natural. I I fit a very small persona. Yeah. There's not a lot of parts for you in theater, but yeah. Don't go back. Yeah. Cause when I was a kid, I mean, I used to watch, uh, 
way back in the day, Mary Hart and John Tesh on Entertainment Tonight, and I would see. Oh yeah. All, I would see all the red carpet events and movie stars. And I remember back then as a kid, like even watching like uh, Hot Wheels commercials with the kids and saying, how do they get to be on there? How come they get to be on a red carpet? How do they, and me being a chubby Mexican kid in Oregon, I knew I was like, that's never going to, I'm never going to have that opportunity. That's yeah. never going to be me. Cause I, I knew even back then that that wasn't, I didn't see people like me on TV and right. I didn't, uh, there's no outlet. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you never know. And it's, uh, the other thing too, is, is, uh, just having a, having a tough skin and just like I tell my, myself is like, whenever I go into an audition, it's your job to be rejected Yeah. because 90% of the time you're going to get rejected. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be a tough, I mean, that's a tough field because you're hearing no a lot, right? That's a, yeah. it's a tough field. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I, I know that I have, I have a friend from Wyoming who is, uh, is he refers to himself Hispanic. Um, but I, you know, in, there's a lot of Mexican Hispanics in that area. Um, but you don't, even today, you don't see a lot of non suburban white kids on Hot Wheels commercials. Yeah. It's yeah. changing a little yeah. bit. Do they even have Hot Wheels but commercials now, anymore? But now, Damn straight. But, but, but even then, it's like, like you hear a lot of talk about, you know, diversity and stuff like that. But it, it's funny because, you know, I had an argument with, with friends of mine in the industry that I said, diversity doesn't include me. You know, I, I feel that it's good. I'm, I'm happy that Hollywood is changing, that you're seeing a lot more African-Americans and stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, also the, the LGBTQ, uh, you know, community yep. doing some stuff. Uh, women giving more of a chance, but, I'm not part of that group. They don't, I, I'm not, when they're talking about diversity, I'm a male that's straight and Latino. So I'm sort of left out. <laughs> yeah. There's, well, and you know, the funny part is there isn't a lot of. And then you can get the, the typecast. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Typecast has got to yeah. be brutal. That was interesting when you talked early on about moving up the typecast hierarchy as i think of it right yeah. moving out of the gangbanger role into more i guess friendly yeah. um sort of stereotype yeah, like, roles like constructive uh you know like i'm a i'm a i'm a actual citizen in society that's contributing to it yeah. you know yeah. although my brother who pointed out is like yeah you know when i did the ben affleck movie i was like hey i'm you know it's a small role but i only got one line but you know i play a dock worker i'm not a rapist yeah. And he just looks at me deadpan and says, no, you're still rapist. You're just at your day job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need family. Yeah, <laughs> <Keep us> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can hear my sister's uh, voice in that reminding me that uh, <laughs> I haven't quite elevated as far as I thought I had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like family to bring to just, bring you down you know right. so. I mean, that's a, that's what family's for that's what family's for yeah knock, knock it down a peg that's right yeah, yeah. Keep, keep really keeps you humble i guess rapists need day jobs i hadn't thought about that so probably true god <laughs> well let's touch on these cigars that uh Man. we are having because i'm quickly becoming towards the end um, i am at the end yeah this is 
This is such a good cigar, plain and simple. I mean, it's if you're listening to the show, you've heard us talk about the yeah. cigars. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's one that I'm I'm glad I I came across by accident. I I'm too. glad I bought that first pack because yep. it has opened up my world again to try to find a Connecticut that um, fits that profile that I'm looking for. Yep. That something with flavor, with substance, with some depth to it. Yep. And this definitely does. And it's, I mean, I've, I've, this is the first one I've smoked in probably a month or so, but seriously, th- it reminds me so much of that, of that, um, that Zeno. Yeah, it does. Now that you said that, that's a, it's a really apt comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, it has character. That's mm-hmm. the way I describe it. Um, uh, it, it is, um, it's snub worthy as Nigel would describe it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, and, uh, it is, it is, um, it's got a lot of complexity to it. It changes. It, um, definitely not, um, one note, but it also doesn't get out of balance, mm-hmm. which is what I like a lot of flavor, but, uh, it, it smokes consistently through. It has a lot of creaminess. I, I do get creamy out of this. Yeah. Um, but I get so much more than that. I do get a little pepper, but I don't get a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I get a lot of funk, um, that, that sort of just that, uh, I love that, that old book, just that, that grandma's attic that, I mean, just that earthiness, yep. that barnyard, just a little yep. bit of that, man. Yep. I, I love everything about that. That is, that definitely hits all the, yep. all the boxes for me. It does. Um, I'm glad you found this as well. I mean, the I do not take credit for this one, but I uh, I love it just as much as you do. No, I mean of the of the of the Connecticut's that I that I will smoke regularly now. It's this one. It's the Atabay. It's the J London, and it's the uh, Perdomo Small Batch. That is it. So there, you've you've listed four cigars there. Yeah. It's only two cigars for me. It is the Perdomo Small Batch, and it's this one. And this one is my favorite of the two. Um, and I'll smoke the two of them every Saturday, one of these two every Saturday and Sunday morning with a cup of coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah. they are, if you're not smoking, if you haven't given this a try, um, mm-hmm. then shame, when I, and I came, shame, shame, shame. When I came in with some cafecito <laughs> that I made, how can you smoke coffee at, at night? Oh man. So a, a, a triple, a triple espresso Jeez. cafecito Cuban coffee with this that I'm having right now. I'm fucking jacked. Um, but it, are, it, yes. it, it works so well. <laughs> I feel sorry for Mo. You're uh, going to come home higher than a kite. Yeah, our anniversary was last night. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even going to comment on that. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, well, yeah. First anniversary, first wedding anniversary. I'm on my 25th, 26th. I'm not even sure what that means. That's, that's sweet. So. Since Mark totally fucked up his name a couple episodes ago. Yes. Which, I, and I still which we, totally apologize for that. <laughs> I loved, well, I, I loved, I'm still looking for the Mick G. I mean, it sounded really good. I can't find it anymore. Right. Yeah. So when he reposted that, when he reposted that, uh, oh my God, you should have seen the look of just despair that came across my face. And I was like, because it was funny because like when we were recording that and he said that like in my head, I was like, that doesn't sound right. But then I went ahead and said the same thing, you posted it and everything. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then you repost it. I'm like, 
fuck? It's like, oh, that's so <laughs> embarrassing. Like that is bad. So I, I, I texted you and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I totally apologize. That is my bad on that one, even though it was Mark's fault. Um, so I went ahead and I was like, I got to buy some cigars to make up for it. Yep. And what I'm going to do is we're going to have a little giveaway. So that's what we're going to do. Yes, so we we're going to do a, we just got done with one giveaway, but since Mark fucked up everything, we're doing another giveaway. Yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, so what we want to do is uh, starting today on Friday, uh, when this comes out, um, want you to um, follow Mike G, follow us, yeah. but then also comment on our post, your favorite movie. Yep. And then we'll run that until... We'll, we'll, so it we'll starts run, on the 4th. starts on the 4th, and it'll end on the 10th. So we'll give it seven days, yep. and then we'll tell the winner like a week after that. So um, you have a five-pack. I have a five-pack that I that I got, and so you'll be getting that uh, from us. You know, we already bought it. Yep. Um, so that is... That is, our, and I have a five pack, so we're going to pick two winners. Oh, we're going to do two winners. Okay, there you go. So we're going to pick two winners. Um, so yeah, so good luck to everybody out there, and yes, you're going to get some. But you awesome, have to follow Mike. You got to follow him. You got to follow us, and uh, you know, and and write down what your favorite movie is. Right, and that's the uh, easy, easy, simple rules. Everybody can do that. Yes, and uh, we'll 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 do the same way we did our last one, where we'll do a name gem name generator. So it's yep. all up to random, but uh, do it as many times as you want, as long as you post it and then do that. We're, uh, we're, we're good. But uh, yeah. Uh, so in the, in the, and we're going to verify that you're 21. So mm-hmm. just so you know, you're gonna have to prove you're 21. Yep. And, um, and so, you know, yep. And I encourage you, I know Mike's, getting more cigars in. So I heard him say that he's getting more of the super Connecticut's in next week. Where yeah. can they get, get access to buying some of these um, delicious cigars so that they can order? Cause I know um, you, you have a website cause I've ordered from them. Yeah. In fact, right now we're exclusive on our website for now, the time being, but um, it's going to be at Mike G cigars.com. Very simple. Just, not Mick G, but Mike G. <laughs> Mike G, yeah. <laughs> right. like, the E is silent. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, and uh, they sell them in five packs, mm-hmm. and they're real reasonable. They sell them in five packs. Yeah. And we should have, uh, you know, we, we, I'm going to try to uh, work out so we can have single sticks for those that, if they're, you know, like my dad and like some of my friends that don't like to take gambles, I, you know, I, I believe that if they buy the single stick, they're going to order some more for me anyway. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to really have the, the single sticks available this time around. We should, uh, this plays this Friday, right? Yep. Yep. So, yep. so, so the following Friday, it should be online ready to go and I'll be blasting it everywhere. I'll get, give you guys a heads up too when, when we get them. But okay. awesome. I think they're coming in uh, next Wednesday okay. uh, from Nicaragua. So Sounds it'll great. be ready to yeah. yeah, I that, personally then, uh, don't my, think it's a huge risk to order five because they are no, I, yeah. magic. Yeah, and I so mean, but but that's good that you're you're. I mean, you're you're betting on yourself pretty much because you know damn well they try one, they're going to get some more. Yep. Um, because it's yep. It's real. I mean, seriously, we don't. And we also have uh, we also have boxes too. So we just got done uh, having those shipped up, and I have Ooh. for you guys as a gift since you're giving away your last two five packs for the contest. 
I'm gonna be sending you guys a box. So you'll have one of my first boxes. Oh, and it's and, and just like the black man, these uh I mean I have twenty five boxes being being made and uh these are gonna be collectors just because they're done in gold, uh paint with on a white box, but the new ones are gonna be embossed with the chrome foil that's more of our branding. But because I wanted to meet this deadline, I had them just do what they could do down there in Nicaragua. So yeah. there's maybe some custom boxes. Okay. So I'm going to have one of those sent up to you guys to enjoy. So Awesome. awesome. I, well, we, we definitely appreciate that. That's, that is awesome. That's, that's too kind. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You, it's, you do, you make a really, really great cigar. Um, yeah. You know, both of us love it. You know, yep. Mar- Mark likes more the, you, you don't like so much of the stronger stuff like I do. I'm straight strong all the time. I like everything. Uh, but this one, definitely. I mean, if you have it singing my praises, I just don't say it just yep. because it's bullshit. I mean, I, I like this cigar before I even <laughs> asked you to be on this show. Yep. Um, it is. I still remember the day you brought me one and said, and I said, because you were telling me, I've mm-hmm. ordered this cigar, this guy online, it looks like a pretty good cigar. You brought it in to me and I said, so this cigar wasn't any good? Because he was giving me one, mm-hmm. which you don't do totally often. <laughs> no. And he said, he said, no, that is not why I'm giving you this cigar. Yeah, I was like, you need to try this cigar. You have to try this cigar. And I said, right now? And he said, no, you need to make some time out to do this. Mm-hmm. This cigar is yeah. totally, yeah. totally fucking awesome. And I said, okay, there mm-hmm. you go. And I smoked it the next day. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, I ordered uh, two five-packs. Because you're like going, <laughs> Aaron is rarely right, which I will say online. Um, hey, but, but, when I, but when I'm right? You're I'm right. fucking right. You're right. You're right on this one. <laughs> this is it's just it's just a great cigar. So yeah. um uh this is and I've said this this is the golden age of boutique cigars mm-hmm. and there are some really magical boutique cigars out there. I, yep. You know Martinez is one of those I think great cigars. Um you mentioned Placencia which is a boutique cigar which is fantastic. I think um, <clears throat> stolen throne is making, there's just some great brands mm-hmm. out there, but it is, yeah. it is this great era of where you don't have to smoke Macanudo unless you really want to. And I'm not saying don't smoke Macanudo. If you really like them, smoke the hell, whatever you want. Yeah. But this era where we get these great boutique cigars and you can find things that you really like. And you know, the, mm-hmm. I really like your cigar and the, and especially now with the FDA kind of back, just putting pause on everything, it really helps everything everything out right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, and 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 good news too. But this cigar, when the FDA does come in, and I know that there's a lot of talk of a lot of the smaller brands going away because they're not grandfathered in, or they don't pay the price to have them. Um, what is that called when they uh, uh, register for the FDA yeah. and all that? Yeah, um, the the Super Connecticut's and also my Maduros will both be uh, protected. So even after the FDA cracks down on everything, they're still going to be around. They're not going anywhere. So I've made sure that, uh, you know, even though it it costs more money and it's, uh, I've been trying really hard to build my company with a really solid foundation with everything. I mean, just like, you know, we got a a cease and desist letter on the previous name with the... uh, American Cigar Federation, I changed everything to Mike G Premium Cigars. You know, we trademarked everything. So I just building everything on a solid foundation, make sure all of our legal stuff is done correctly. That's why we've been slow to get to 
uh, Canada and, you know, other countries and stuff. I have a lot of people requesting it, mm-hmm. but I just want to make sure that we're going to be around for a long time and we're not going to have any hiccups later. So yeah, we'll still have, they're, they're not going anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you have, that is actually the best. That's the best fucking news of the night. Yeah. And be so, um, and I can tell by the way you run your acting business and everything, that's the way you do business. And you, um, Mm -hmm. and so that doesn't surprise me now that I know you a little bit better. Um, but that is, um, that's fantastic. Anytime anytime you can do your due diligence and make, to make sure that you are around because you have, I mean, as long as you're around, you have two fans right here and we're going to make two other people, some probably some lifetime fans as well after, after this giveaway. Yep. Amen. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love, man. Yeah. No problem. No problem. All right. So the way we end our show is the way, um, I want to get a cease and desist letter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're begging for this. (laughs) So the way we end our show, it's a game called million dollars, but you have, I'm going to ask you a question that comes from this deck of cards. Um, and it's, and you get a million dollars one time only, whatever happens, it could happen one time a year could happen every day. Who knows? But it's, you just have to say you either take the money or you don't take the money. So, so whatever the card says, that's going to happen to me every year, but I get a million bucks. It could happen. It could happen just like one time a year or it could happen every day. It just, it happens for the rest of your life or whenever you don't, you don't, you won't, it, it will, it will happen at some point. So, but I can only get the million dollars once just, or the yep, million dollars. Yep, you just get a million dollars okay. one time only. <laughs> so, right. Okay, okay. I think he gets the game and how foolish it is. Million dollars. <laughs> but. Okay. Whenever you scratch an itch, the next thing you drink tastes like garbage water. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. So I have fairly dry skin, so I itch like a couple times a day. You just get, you just lube, I'm a no. You can just lube up with all the like the no. the, the jerkins does, you want. Doesn't work. I'm sure you've got plenty of jerkins at your house. <laughs> I'm a no. I mean, I, no, I itch it's just, just first, with you saying it's the first drink, though, right? And it goes away after the first drink. <laughs> yeah, it says the next thing you drink tastes like garbage water. So it doesn't say the whole drink. It just says the first, the next thing you drink. So I mean, I mean, gray, annoying, gray water, but, gray water is gross, though. But like, I, oh, I'm gagging just thinking about. Uh. <laughs> I, you know what? So, but with a million bucks, I could really grow my company. So, yeah. I think I would take I would take one for the I would take one for the customers and just yeah. I <laughs> I'm a hard no. As on bad that. as my gag reflex is, I think I could do that. Because I don't know, your gag reflex is really it's bad. really fucking bad. <laughs> I know. Um, but like, I mean, I've I've tasted very fucking horrible liquor before and that tastes like garbage water. So if I just think uh, of it as like a shot and just get, just get it over with, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. Is, Cover your nose. So you don't smell. <laughs> is, is all garbage water bad? I mean, what if you have a garbage full of just like orange peels with water in it? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's not bad. Now, if it's like a garbage then, of like shrimp tails, I mean, that might be a little. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty diapers and and syringes. Dirty syringes. There you go. I'm a no. 
no, no. I like me, Mike a lot. I like Mike a lot. He thinks like I think. He took I, the money. I know, but I'm a no. <laughs> He's thinking about his business. I respect that, but I'm a no. Yeah. Think of think of how many super Connecticut's I could buy. A lot. Right. Yeah, you know it's what? I, no. I, I I can only imagine. You know, a uh, lot of lot of lot of actors in Hollywood probably have to taste a lot of other things that are worse than garbage water. That's so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's why I work in healthcare. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's disgusting. That is totally disgusting. Who chose the card? Fate. Fate. Fate chose the card. And Aaron. No, I actually I actually pulled that card two weeks ago. I was like, oh, that's a good one for that show. Yeah. I had it set aside. Yeah. So. Well, we we appreciate you being on this shit show of a show uh this with was, us. Oh, totally for awesome. Me. I had fun talking with you guys. This awesome. is great. Yeah. I mean we I mean, anytime you want to be be back on, just let us know. You're more than welcome to be a, a reoccurring guest. We would love to have you on whenever you want to be on. Oh, that would be awesome. We'll have to, uh, when the Super Connecticut's come out, or if I land a TV show, then uh, definitely coming back. So Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. We'll, Hell do, yes. we'll, we'll do like a watch party or something up here yeah, at the lounge. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be great. You were, uh, yeah. this was a lot of fun. I uh, enjoyed hearing everything. Uh, your love for cigars shows through in this cigar, and you... Uh, you know, we were super, we're super happy to have you on. So oh, tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram. So they make sure that they, uh, get in yep. on this, uh, raffle. Oh yeah. Every, uh, it's uh, real easy. It's Mike G. That's nice. Uh, it said Mike G. That's nice. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's on, on all social media. That's, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Yelp, well, everything. So every everything is uh, Mike G. That's nice. I, I locked it all down completely. So yeah, cool. Um, he, he, yeah, you're you're a, you're a great follow. You got Meme Mondays. You got Taco Tuesdays, where like every anybody can ask you a question, you'll answer it. I love that. I mean, you <laughs> you interact yeah. with your followers. Um, that's 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 yeah. That's then we cool. have uh, we have Wonderful Woman Wednesdays, where I try mm-hmm. to feature you know not just a hot chick, just because everyone does. Uh, was a crush Wednesdays or whatever, but I, I try to find somebody who's, who's at least, you know, uh, they, they're into cigars or maybe they're a business owner, but yeah, if you got any female listeners that want to be featured for wonderful women Wednesdays, I'm running low. I've done it almost for a year now. And now I'm just, now I'm scraping the bottom trying to talk to new people that I, I don't know. Cause the first year is every, every girl I featured, um, I was friends with and, uh, you know, I, I put them on there and featured them, but just trying to, create new content and then um yeah taco tuesdays every tuesday i talk to people ask questions this week is uh is uh well what's your favorite movie so i thought that was pretty good that the contest is that yeah <laughs> cool. you guys good time. Hey, I, I, yeah. I already I already put my answer in there for today so yeah what's your favorite movie <laughs> swingers man swingers i love right. swingers swingers is the best movie <laughs> yeah. i mean talk about actors trying to get a job i mean that's just yeah. that's what that movie's about yeah oh Vince Vaughn, dude, he's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's the difference between you and I. You see, like swingers, and I'm a Manchurian candidate. See, so. I was more like Heather Graham. Oh, yeah, she's still like, has, oh, yeah. still has a special place in my heart. Oh. Ron Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he's a good actor. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Ron Ron Livingston before 
uh, the uh, office space. I mean, yeah. that's just yeah. So. All right. Well, we appreciate you being on again. I mean, it's yep. it, it's been fun. Um, so make sure you check out uh, Mike G. Check out his cigars. Yep. Definitely get them. You're. I mean, you're gonna like them. There's. Yep. I've heard nothing but good things, and especially coming from us. You know how we we, we play everything straight. I mean, we're gonna yep. we're gonna give it to you the way it is, and it's just. I mean, it's it's a great fucking cigar. Plain yep. and simple. It's, Amen. Uh, everything. I appreciate about. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Well. We will see everybody next week. Be good. Later.